Hello and welcome along to this week's Sideline View. It's Derek Clinch with you for the next hour. Coming up on the show, we look ahead to Clare's 2024 National Football League as the banner begin life in Division 3 with a new-look management and a new-look squad. We'll hear from the Clare Camogie and Ladies Football Camps. We'll look ahead to the action this weekend in local soccer and Alan Troy will be along with Greyhound Focus as well. Football, though, is our first port of call as Sunday afternoon sees Clare open their Division 3 campaign in the National League under the watch of new manager Mark Fitzgerald. The team for that game expected to be announced on Saturday for the visit of Sligo to Cusick Park. Ahead of that, I've been speaking with the new Bonish Door, who told me Sunday is a day they've been building towards for the last few months. The league obviously is huge for lots of teams, and none so more so than, than ourselves, really, and look probably... Uh, happy enough to get a home fixture to start things off, you know. Yeah, that that's probably quite an important one because it probably reduces your workload a small bit this week. I know your workload is massive, obviously, but I guess it's just one little thing taken off the table. It is really like you know, um, it is, and look, it's it's you know the way the way fixtures are falling. We've only got three at home in a way, four four away and three at home. So look, these home ones are are vital, you know. And I guess as well that positive start because it'll be you no know, sooner up and running and suddenly you'll have two games played in seven days so it can go for you or go against you quite quickly can't it absolutely look and it's it's it's, it's a heavy schedule you know and when you fa- factor in the trench cup and sigerson lads it, it, it's heavier again you know what i mean but you're right you've got uh what i think you've got maybe seven 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 league matches in in nine weeks so you know it is, it is very important to hit the ground running you know you mentioned the Sigerson and Trench there, and it's something Colum often referenced as well in in a you know a couple of years that it wasn't that long ago that the thought of a Clare fella playing Sigerson was maybe a notion. Whereas now, there's a good number of lads we've seen it in the last couple of years with the likes of Emmett and obviously Kieran and, and the boys this year. Like that's savage exposure for them to get, isn't it? It is like and look, I mean. You know, you 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 you've got Mark Mark McInerney's with NUIG. You know what I mean. So obviously they're getting high-profile games, and 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 Danny Brian McNamara and Kieran Downs are still with UL. You know, and then you've one or two lads with the Trench Cup. I know the Trench is probably not regarded in the same same uh, level as 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 the uh, as the Sigerson, but they're still getting good quality games. You know, and I suppose look, young fellas need 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 exposure to 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 tough games. You know. And one of your counterparts, Mr. Uh, O'Rourke, was kind of lamenting the Sigerson Cup nearly there. It's, it, it, I know it's a, it's a calendar issue and all the rest of it, but like, have you found it okay to manage? Uh, look, you know, I I, 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 I get where Colm O'Rourke is coming from, absolutely. You know, sometimes you're asking players to do too much, but I suppose ultimately at the end of the day, you got to, you got to remember that it's 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 the players' load that matters the most, really, Derek. You know, and you got to be totally, you know, recognise that really, and and make allowances for that. Like, I mean, I, these three Sigerson lads played a tough, tough fixture last last Tuesday, I think, um, and we just didn't train them on Wednesday. We just left them off, you know. Um, and look, that was three important lads gone out of our session. But I suppose, look, ultimately. You know, if you're looking at a long, longer term view, you, you you got to mind them as well. You know, it's it's look, it just takes a bit of managing. It takes a bit of managing, all, all right. But you just got to be mindful of of their load. You know. Yeah, but I guess you you want them involved in your session, obviously, for things that you're working on. But at the same time, you're kind of trading that off against the fact that they've played a game, which can often for even for these lads at this age, they're still learning. Like, ah, uh, they are looking. You know. Uh, a lot of those games, uh, you know, are can be halfway. You know, I think 
in UIG now, travel to Dublin tomorrow night to play uh, Mary's, you know. So, like, that's another two hours in a bus or whatever it is, you know, or four hours round trip. So, you got to manage that then as well. Um, it's, just, it's, it's just a bit tricky this time of year. But, look, I think at the end of the day, player welfare is the most important thing, you know. Yeah, and, of course, they got them two games in the McGrath Cup as well. You were happy you, you got to run the rule over quite a number. Uh, we did look. We were we were relatively happy. We we we'd have we'd have liked to have a lot more um, for certainly for the Cork game. But you know it was just a, a rough period for us at the time in terms of injuries, in terms of numbers, and um, you know we were just unfortunate to lose one or two leading up to the game as well with with with, with injury and sickness. You know, so look, I think for the most part we were relatively happy with what we got out of it, Derek. You know. Um, and we got to see some lads, and 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 lads got some some vital time, you know. And I suppose, look, you're you're never going to know if they're if they're capable of until you give them the time, you know. Have some of those injury concerns been eased a little bit? I think they have. To be fair, look, you know the the lads there and the the medical team in the background have been have been really good in in, in that regard in getting getting some of the lads back on the pitch. Um, obviously, still have some maybe longer term injuries, but you know we're starting to starting to get a lot of lads back now at this stage, you know. Yeah, and I guess as well you can then maybe be a little less disappointed when you look down the the calendar and say, okay, I might have him back for that game, and you know because this will start to to build up momentum fairly quickly, as we've mentioned. It will, it will, and um, you know we're going to need them all when you when you when you consider what has left the group, you know. Um, you know that that that's a big chunk, and 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 most counties will struggle to to take that hit. Um, you know, so look, we were just going to need all hands and deck now for the next couple of weeks, and um, you know, hopefully we can get a good result on, on on Sunday and start from there. You know, and a new man going up for the the toss with the referee at the start of the game as well. Uh, you have news on that? Absolutely. So look, uh, obviously. Killian Brennan is, is is going to take forward the captaincy role for the year, um, and Steve, Stephen Ryan will, will will be vice captain um, as well. But look, obviously Killian, you know, uh, brilliant, brilliant servant to 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 clear really good solid character uh, as is Stephen. But um, you know, outside of that, Derek, we've we've got a lot of good lads around the place. You know, Alan Sweeney is a brilliant, brilliant lad. Emmett McMahon, they're all experienced lads. You know, and they're. They're helping drive on the, the the young lads really, you know. But um, I look again. It's a it's a, it's a massive honour for 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 Killian, obviously following in the the footsteps of of obviously Burgary, who captained Clare for for many years, you know. Yeah, and it's vital to have that. It was probably before Christmas when all this news started coming out about who wasn't going to be there. Maybe some football fans, and I, I might even put myself in that bracket, were starting to panic a small bit. But then when you looked on paper at who was left and, and the character of the fellas that you knew was involved, it dampened it a small bit. That kind of pessimism faded a little bit, didn't it? I did, you know... Um Look, you're you you're you're taking out a lot of experience and you're taking out a lot of leadership. There's no there's no doubt in that. Look, I mean, Cahill obviously called time in his career has been a brilliant servant and, and, and likewise with, 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 with Pods, you know what I mean? But um you know, you're you're still looking around at a lot of good lads who've played in Croker last year or who who over the last two years who've played in the Sam Maguire last year, who've played in the Munster final, 
and and I suppose more importantly from a league point of view, a lot of those lads have been around the group for the last couple of years in Division Two, playing at a very very high standard, Derek. So you know you just be hoping just to just to jump on the back of that and and use that experience, you know. But what will be off absolutely vital, and I've no doubt this won't take much appealing for it to happen. But with a relatively new group and and your new management team, support will be massive, won't it? And and I suppose managing expectations as well. But having that home fixture, it's a brilliant chance for Clare football, GA people, everybody to get into the park and, and really get behind these lads from the off. Yeah, it will like and look, you know, you've you 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 you've lads who'll be taking on leadership roles and more senior roles for, for, for the first time, you know, lads that have come through from under twenties, you know, lads who were kind of on the periphery of it the last couple of years, you know, but they'll need time, Derek, you know, they'll need time and they'll need the support of the uh, of the Clare people. But again, I go back to my point. We've three home games, four away games. The 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 home games are going to be massive for us, you know. That's new Clare football manager Mark Fitzgerald there. While there are a lot of experienced players not around this year, there's still a good cohort who's seen plenty action over the last few years. One of those is Alan Sweeney, who will likely be named in the number six shirt on Sunday. The St. Brickens club man has been telling me he's confident they're ready for what's to come over the next seven games. Good group of lads there. Um, I suppose we have a good bank of work done over the last two months. Um, I suppose since we got together day one, um, we had the McGrath Cup campaign to play, but I suppose this one was always in the back of our minds. It's going to be the first day that I suppose this group was going to um, really get tested. And obviously, too, I suppose we're at home. So as a group, we always like playing um, in Cusie Park. So, no, look at mood is good. Good with the trainer now. We're all uh, looking forward to... Um, but the hit it was on Sunday afternoon, yeah. I suppose pre-Christmas, a lot of the talk would have been about maybe the lads that weren't going to be in that dressing room when he reconvened again. What was that first night like when you kind of look around and see who's not there, but then kind of realise who is there? Yeah, no, look at I suppose the talk from outside the group has been of all the names that are missing the team sheet. Look at it, I suppose. It's very easy for people to look into that. We have lost um, some big men, but... I suppose um, it gives other chance now, it gives other lads a chance now to step up and you know there's some lads might have been seen as much time as they would like to over the last couple of years and I suppose now they're going to get a chance to prove themselves and see can they play football at this level and see what they're really made of so look at it we're only looking at the positive side of it as I said we have a lot of big names lost but I suppose it's up to more than myself and a couple more lads that would have come in and been guided by the older lads looking around now we kind of are the older lads there now so it's just about maintaining them standards that we would have seen for the last couple of years and keep driving it on I suppose Yeah you've a, a good number of years done on the panel now have you an idea how many? This is actually um, I played into my age you know believe it or not 2017 was my first year so Cullum that was, that was the first year I was brought in yeah um, and look at I suppose everyone will tell you when you go in that you never think you're going to be there that long but I suppose no look at I've enjoyed it all along um, we had some great days down through the years travelling into the breath of the country so look at we're looking forward to now again getting back going again Sunday afternoon so um, yeah it's just you never really think about it while you're in it but uh, we'll stay going while we're enjoying it anyway and, and that's the thing like and I suppose you and, and many others then would have come in and immediately those standards would have just become the norm so you know that th- there's a, such a solid base there to work from yeah, no, look at we've look at I don't need to speak about Cullum or there's been enough talk about what he's done for or the Clare football for the last couple of years, but I suppose we, we always would have come into that group or 
looking up at the older lads and the way they were driving standards and timekeeping and gym sessions and food and nutrition, I suppose. Um, you never think the day will come that you'll be one of them lads driving that, but um, time is a funny thing, you know. Slowly but surely, you start moving towards from one of the younger boys to suddenly you're one of the older lads there. So looking, I suppose, no more than the management team were there this year with Mark and Shawnee and James and Deck Downs. Everyone's of the opinion that we're trying to bring Clare football forward. So I think that's very important. And uh, it's up to us as players now to um, just maintain them standards. And, you know, we're looking forward to putting a good performance in Sunday and hopefully that leads to two points to the board Sunday evening. And are, are you kind of seeing then that like the younger lads that are coming through from those minor and 20 squads that they're are they that bit more ready for it than maybe other lads might have been in their shoes 10, 12 years ago? You know, that, that the academy and development structures are kind of starting to really pay dividends now. Um, yeah, no, look at Derek. There's been lots of work going in underage. Um, we, we've seen it. Um, for the last two years, we've seen how close the Clare 20s have come um, playing both Kerry 20s teams. Um, it was down in Chile last year um, with a lot of Clare supporters that seen it just um, took away from us at the very end so look as you're going to see a few William boys in the field Sunday afternoon for Clare and uh, you know no, they've done they've done savage thing as they com- things if they come in and I suppose they're all smelling this chance of competitive football now on the senior jersey so um, no look at they're great the lads are eager just to you know the train the wind and rain you're just eager to move them with games you know and I guess, yeah, and I guess as well, like the fact that it's it's two games within a seven day window. Is there maybe more of an emphasis then on getting two points on the board and heading up the road to Mullingarrow in in a positive mind frame? Yeah, no. Look, it will be. There is only so much you control. You can control when you go in the field. We all know that. I suppose the main thing will be looking first the performance, um, and everyone controls that themselves. You know, the lads have a great bank of work done with us. We have lots of new younger lads in that have a lot to work club football is a small bit different from inter-county football but look at they're trying very hard to train and train is, we're doing our best and um, yeah look at it makes it a little bit easier to go back training the wins night after if you win Sunday of course it does but the first thing we have to do is get a performance out of ourselves Sunday afternoon that's all we can control and hopefully that'll be good enough to get two points on the board I suppose the only things we would have maybe got to go off in a public sense was, was the, the two McGrath Cup games. I mean, the night against Cork, if you had two dogs out running, you'd be locked up not to talk of putting lads out playing football on, on that kind of a night. Like, But, you know, the Waterford Inn, was it maybe tapered with the fact that maybe they weren't at the standard that we'd be meeting in the league? But I've no doubt challenge games, in-house games, that's where you'd have brought your confidence from. And, and are you confident? No, look, we are, of course. We, we have to be confident in the work we've done. Um Look, obviously the McGrath Cup is where it is. Um, for the last couple of years, we've always gone out to win every game. Of course, we have. But on the flip side of it, um, it's always been a place that management would have used to experience one or two little things. Um, but look, as everyone knows, that once the Allianz League starts, that last Sunday in January every year, it's you know it's down to hard work. It's 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 on then like you know there's no more shadow boxing from anyone really. Um, you know, we won two points. Sligo won two points. So we both can't have it. So Sunday evening we have to work, to work very hard to get it. Just a final point, Alan. You mentioned the word there a while ago, enjoyment, and and I've been watching you both for club and county now, and that word seems to sum up. You're really, really loving what you're doing. Yeah. No. Look at Derek on a, on a personal side. I I love it. Um, I suppose the lads in my club that I played. 
for it so many years now would they probably tell you I'm half mad. But no, look at I, I love it. Um you know, I was only mentioning to the lad the other evening in Clairdress when we were chatting and uh like I suppose you'd be always giving out about weather conditions being bad and finding hard to go training but I remember having a manager a couple of years ago and no more than I was a young lad that was coming down to training one morning and I was sulking and it was rain and he just pulled me inside and said this won't last forever like you will wake up on a Sunday morning and uh, you won't have football training it'll be some other story so why you can do it and why you're enjoying it make the most of it because I can one for say that the years don't be long gone so no look at it. it's just about getting the most out of it enjoyment and uh, as long as you can stay injury free I suppose that's the, that's the main thing pick up a few results along the way Just if I can before I let you go then it's just come into my head there yeah. um, your gloves are something that I've seen a lot about on social media after games a, a good local business you're supporting on that? Yeah yeah no we have a local man there in Lister Verna yeah Gerard Howley is his name he's in fairness He's um, very good. He looks after a couple of us there with Claire and even the club. So he's he's doing his best to get his name out there. A couple of lads have bought the gloves. So, um, yeah, no, they're, the lads will be always giving out to me. When the sun is even splitting the rocks, so I, I do have the gloves on there in the high summer. But I'd rather be safe than sorry than having someone roaring down my neck if I drop the ball. So I'm always a man for the gloves, yeah. Yes, it's not quite having petty power across a hurley or anything like that, but it's good to support local all the same. Yeah, yeah, no, 100%, 100%. Mighty stuff. I think it's GE Gloves. Lads can check him out there if you want a, a good local business to support. And uh, just on that, to finish up, and like support, local support, it's a game at home. Good chance for people to get out. I think the weekend's promise kind of half decent anyway. But, you know, a, a big roar. That's what you want now to send you on your way for the year. Yeah, no, look at I suppose. It's a young, it's a, again, a young group. We know that. Um, yeah, we want we want to be crowd in Cusie Park. Um, Sunday afternoon, of course you will. Um, whatever way the fixtures fall this year, we've only have the three, the three home league games. So um, you have to make the most of them. Um, and yeah, when that momentum swings Sunday, we want to be able to hear everyone. Of course you do. So yeah, with the help of God, no, we we'll get a good crowd in, we'll get two points on the board. Claire's Alan Sweeney there ahead of Sunday's game with Sligo. More to come. Do stay tuned. Hi, welcome back to Sideline View here on Clare FM. Well, before the break, we heard from inside the camp manager, Mark Fitzgerald, and Alan Sweeney, who's likely to fill that number six position. Uh, two lads that will be filling positions on Sunday, although we'll leave it to the imagination as to what they might be. Our, our analysts, Joe Gary and Poddy Carmody. Lads, uh, first Sunday out, uh, great to have the National Leagues back, firstly, Joe, I guess. Um, and a, a level of intrigue about this, I think it's fair to say. A lot of people might have that novelty factor of going to see a new team, a new management, and hopefully a positive result uh, definitely you know and this Chapter and Arig and all that it's great to have you know the National Football League back it means the spring is on our doorstep and um, particularly as you say you know with a new Clare side new Clare management team new Clare new opportunities for all the players and hopefully now you know our best foot forward on Sunday Paddy have you got to see much of the preamble up to now no no just uh, keeping an eye on tabs on, on, on teams from afar I didn't get into the the two McGrath Cup games but like very refreshing to see a good sprinkling of new players. Maybe a little bit worried that the McGrath Cup team, Bar, you know, Bar Emma McMahon was probably our strongest fifteen really. But um, maybe that's a good thing, a good warm up. Get two good games under the belt. Sligo only had one warm up game and they were well beaten. So maybe that plays into our hands on Sunday. Yeah, but Joe, there's a lot of talk maybe about you know Sligo from an under twenty perspective. We know what they've done in recent years with those Connacht titles. 
good bounce off, albeit Division 4 last season. Andy McIntyre, a manager that knows Clare well. Mark Doran, a coach that knows Clare better. I mean, they are well-armed coming down that road. Most definitely. They're carrying a bit of momentum as well, you know, after coming out of Division 4, as you say, a kind of final. They had, like Clare, they had uh, the Sam Maguire to play for last year. I know they didn't come out of the group either, but uh, nevertheless, you know, they're motoring in the right way. But, um, you know, often a lot can be made of the success. Obviously, you prefer to have the success than not to have it, but awfully were much the same boat a couple of years ago and, you know, I found going tough in Division 2. So, um, you know, it, it doesn't... It, you'd get the benefits all right, but they mightn't be short-term you know, they might have to wait a little bit longer. So hopefully that's the case from Clare's perspective. We've a relatively new, particularly at attacking sex that I think is fair to say, whereas the backs we'll probably have all seen in action beforehand. But uh, nevertheless, it's it's in, in terms of the Division 3 league, no more than any of the divisions, the home games become crucial. And particularly when your first game is a home game. Because bearing in mind you have to travel for games two and three, this one puts a little bit more, you know, at stake, I think, uh, this weekend. Paddy, in an overall sense, how are you rating what else Clare face in Division 3? I wouldn't be worried about any team bar maybe the trips up north, but like I think every game could be could be a scrap. Like we, we have to be realistic in Clare football, like it is a new era. We have a lot, a lot of new players. It's a huge turnover. And like if you were really being realistic about it, you know, you have to give every chance to the new management and the team to bed in this year. You know, if we can maybe potentially survive Division 3 even and see how we go. But that's a huge turnover of top quality players, experienced players, and we're in a completely new landscape now with, with, with our new panel and new management. So um, I think every game is going to be a battle. And it would be great if we can win our home games, if we got two or three wins under our belt early in the campaign where, you know, survival in Division 3 might be achieved early that'd be great confidence for, for the younger lads that are making their debuts this season take the pressure off and go out and enjoy the last couple of games and have a shot at it but it, I think it's awful important we get a couple of wins under our belt you know this weekend Sligo I think they're going to come down I was talking to a friend of mine that lives in Sligo he's big into his football up there like they've supporters buses coming down they don't know where they are even though they came out of promotion last year from the Division 4 but like you know, in the college championship last year, they only had New York and London before a heavy final defeat. As Joe said, they were in the um, Sam Maguire competition at Clare last year, but they, they did draw with Kildare, but it, again had defeats with Roscommon and Dublin. So they're very eager to see where they are too. Um, it will be interesting. Like they've they've got a couple of forwards there that that I think we would like to have in our team. That like Niall Murphy is a good couple of years on the on the scene there. We've got a young Pat Spillane, you know, the the pedigree that's there. He's playing with Sligo and uh, and Sean Carabine as well. Like, if you look at the scores from Sligo over the last, you know, year or two, these lads are chipping in with 1-3, 1-4 each in a lot of the games. So, while I think they'll be a threat up front, I do think that we can get at them as well. Like they, they look like they can see goals every now and again. So, be very hard one to call. You know, and it would be just a sweet start for everyone involved with Clare football if we could get over the line on Sunday. And on that show, like I mean, when you compare where both teams are at, I know it's it's maybe an immeasurable thing because of the turnover we mentioned and all that kind of thing. But at the same time, we'd say the lads that are left from a Clare perspective, Stephen Ryan, Manus, you know, Dermot Coughlin, these lads, Alan Sweeney, they've played at Division Two. You know, they've been holding that standard for the last seven or eight years. 
Sligo have been flitting and their most recent is Division 4. Our most recent league form is Division 2. I mean, c- can you read anything into that? Um, well, obviously the higher level you play, you know, and the younger players that are coming into the squad now are coming into a dressing room where results are expected, not hoped for, but expected. And, you know, I'm sure that Mark and his management team will just reinforce that. And the vibe coming out of the camp is very positive. You talk to any of the players, they're enjoying training, you know, there's good uh, morale there. I saw that game against Cork and Clare Castle that awful evening and, uh, you know, there was a lot to be said, a lot of positives in the first 50 minutes. Obviously the last 15, you know, it went a bit askew, but nevertheless, a lot of positives there. Uh, uh, can we kick that, you know, generally in Division 2 you're looking at, you know, the equivalent of 16 points, you know, 115, 116, maybe around that, 16 scores a game. You might drop it maybe to 14 or 15, but only just in terms of Division 3. So you have to kick that 14 or 15 uh, tally and that's where the the challenge would be for Clare on Sunday. I think we are well capable of keeping it below that at one end, but can we do it at the other? Quite a thing, Paddy, is the, is the firepower there? Um, I think the potential is there for it, you know. Um, be look, you, you are looking at the forwards. You're looking at uh, Dermot Coughlin. You'll be hoping Kieran Downs, another year into his career, he had great uh, club championship last year. He should have great confidence coming into the year. Shane Griffin, hopefully, if we can keep Shane. Uh, sorry, I mean Aaron first. Shane was, will be his first year. We don't have the team name yet. Be looking forward to that this evening. Hopefully, if we can keep Aaron close to goal. And we bringing in Emma um, McMahon to that half. I think our half hour line is very strong, uh, and as you said, they've got you know good standards laid down for them. I I think if our half hour line clicks and we can keep Aaron close to goals, I think we can get over the line. I, but I think it'll be an entertaining game. I think we'll have scores uh, on both sides. You know, um, be I wouldn't put any money on it, but I'd be optimistic we get over the line. That platform, Joe, for, for that inside line, then, like, I think one of the reasons the team might be slightly delayed is the question around Daryl Bohannon, is he fit, is he right to go? I think they're giving him every chance until he does. Like He'll bring a great deal of experience to it. Emmett will probably drop deep into that middle third as well. So like, there's probably plenty of potential for supply. It's just th- that finishing inside. Yeah, that, that's the, and you, you'll probably find a clear play in two men inside forward line. That's invariably what happens at inter-county level anyway. And there will be an extra player in front of him. So it's down to the delivery. Uh, for me, it'll be interesting to see where Killian Rouen will feature. If he does feature, I expect that he would if he's injury-free. That uh, Will he play in the half-forward line? Will he play as an inside player coming out? Will he play in the half back line? You know, will he play in the full back line? Yeah, well he was named at full back for that McGrath Cup game, whether so that was going to ma- materialise or not. Yeah, so we'll just have to wait and see in, in that. And particularly the younger players, the likes of the Brian Max now and the Michals, Gary's from my own club in Curriclare, and uh, you know, the younger players, the younger Donald might 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 get game time. Um see can they make a mark and seize their opportunity and hopefully they will do because uh, Dara would be a, an ideal file for Brian Alarna Parker, you would think. And it will just mean then that Daniel Walsh has gives you an extra option either because Daniel can play anywhere in the middle eight and then the more options you have uh, the questions you will ask then as the game goes on what impact you will get off your 17, 18 and 19 coming on you know so uh, there's a lot of questions there but I think they're in a good spot hopefully we'll have a big crowd in it's one of only three home games so it's important to get the, hit the ground running and from what I hear from the vibes from the camp they're very very positive Yeah and that's the thing like Paddy and as much as the result I guess there'll be a lot of Clare supporters who have heard about maybe a slight change of style. I mean, you know, talking to Mark Fitzgerald, a lot of what he's talking about is is kicking the ball. Like, I found it very interesting talking to him down in Waterford for that second McGrath Cup game, and he, he referenced the night the, the wins the night before in, in Clarecastle, and he said conditions didn't allow us to kick the ball at all. Today we got to do it a little bit more. So there seems to be kind of more of a, a freedom, but we know that that's a risk-reward strategy in this modern-day football. 
yeah, and very exciting and encouraging words to hear from our new manager. And look, I think this is only my own opinion. In the last, I think, I think since Gary Brennan retired, I think we were a little bit more direct when we had Gary because he was just such a guarantee for that out ball from from the keeper and and everything else he brought to the play. So in the last couple of years, I feel without Gary's influence, Cullum and the lads, I feel reverted to a kind of a more defensive strategy because we just didn't have that guarantee out the middle when you had both Gary and Cahal out there and their prime fetching balls. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. It'll be, it, you know, as I said, I'm hoping for a high-scoring game. You know, I don't overly concern as long as we're not overly conceding goals. Um, but yeah, I I think we're in for for a high scoring game. Hopefully, if the conditions allow for it, uh, and as Joe said, you know, very important our supporters get there to to support the team. One of only three home games. We'll have very few home games in the whole year. I know it's the first Sunday of February, but very important that that the Clare football follow and get out and and bring the lads on as much as they can because this would be a massive two points to start the campaign with. And just finally, Joe, word on one of the breaking news stories of the week, I guess, uh, the new captain, a second captain for the Brennan household. Um, I'm not quite sure how often that's been done, um, but uh, he, unfortunately, Killian sidelined for a couple of games through injury, but he, his leadership will be there, his presence will be there, and obviously he has a, a great old advisor to go to if he needs any little tips about it. Well, he has more than one now this weekend, particularly as it's Sligo, you know, we're playing in terms of his role because his dad will know more about Sligo, will know plenty about him. So, uh, delighted for Killian, you know, he's been a mainstay in the side for a number of years he's a grand cool calm collected individual you know he won't panic and he'll lead by example everything he's doing will be done to perfection he'll be totally engrossed in the role in terms of his own job first of all and of course then there's no better spokesman on behalf of the team as well so a real leader and a natural progression I thought you know to be to become captain of the Clare Senior Football Team Yeah we wish them all the best everybody I think looking forward to it it's a 2 o'clock start in the park on Sunday commentary here on Clare FM coming within his home furniture and uh, Tuberty's Bar and Restaurant in Dunbeg uh, so we thank them as well for their kind sponsorship right throughout the league campaign Joe and Paddy uh, will be talking across the year thanks for that First outing for Clare Camogie 2024 comes on Saturday it's a replica trip to the ladies football opener uh, heading down to Inniscarthy in County Wexford for the first game of the Division 2A campaign John Carmody with me to look ahead to it and John I guess this your reward I suppose for that big day out in Crow Park last year is a trip to Wexford in this uh, intermediate league as it is but at the same time a very very exciting prospect Yeah exciting is the word Derek I suppose the girls um you know, as a result of their winning league and championship last year, the, this is a reward now, an opportunity to play at a higher level. And, um, you know, a daunting test to travel to Wexford. Uh, Wexford had a good run last year in the intermediate, uh, ranking Kenny very, very close in the All Ireland quarter final. So it's a, a big task for us, but one that we're eagerly looking forward to. I mean, those girls that have been on that junior panel for a number of years and, and some good new blood in again this year as well are eagerly looking forward to playing at the higher level. Yeah, is there a sense of transition in the squad? Like, I, I presume you'll have a few making the step up and then a, a couple more coming into a place. Yeah, it, it, it's going to be a year of transition. Uh, we're going to have, I mean, the next step for a lot of those girls after winning on Ireland Pro Park is to go on and play senior and that's going to happen over the coming weeks. But, um for this round on Sunday, we have uh, a full pick. We have 36 players uh, available to play against uh, Wexford, so we're not losing anybody until the first round of the Senior National League starts. So uh, we're in, in terms of options and in terms of uh, we have we, we have plenty of selection headaches uh, when we sit down to pick a team tonight for Saturday. Yeah, that's exactly what you want. Have you much banks of work done? How soon were you back? Uh, it's it, the early days, Derek. I'll be honest with you, we're, we're focusing... Uh, our, our focus is on championship this year. 
Uh, you know, our focus is clearly we, we want to get to the All-Ireland Senior Quarterfinal and we also want to get to the All-Ireland Intermediate Quarterfinal. So while we're working away, um, it's early doors. We're going to use in the leagues for development and uh, we'd like to think we've enough done. Um, but a lot of work to do. As was, it's only the 24th of January, so um, you see the weather that's outside and everything. It's... it's uh, these qualities, we'd be happy enough with our fitness levels at this point. We'd be happy enough that we've enough done for to start the first round of the national league, and hopefully we'll develop as the league progresses. Yeah, is this kind of what this time of year is for? Maybe conditioning as much as hurling. Yeah, that's it to get the balance right. You know, there's a bit of everything going on at the moment: gym, fitness, hurling, just tr- trying to sharpen up in all areas. We've loads of work to do. Um, uh, you know, it's still. It's five and a half months and the championship will be over. So it's a short, sharp season. So uh, we have to work hard in the next three or four months to get ready for that Dal Ireland series. And we'll be doing that through the leagues and we'll be giving players plenty of game time and um, hoping to find um, you know, a, a senior team and an intermediate team that will really contest both championships this year. Is it difficult to kind of taper? I was just looking at the fixtures there and if I'm correct, does, by the time the seniors play their first round, of the league, the the intermediates are down to play the third round on the same day. Potentially double header. We'll we'll you know we'll confirm all that as it comes. Like, but you know you've kind of a, a big group of a squad, but yet kind of on different timelines. Yeah, it, it takes managing. Um, but for now, uh, for the first two rounds of the intermediate league, uh, we don't we don't have any issues with numbers. We won't have any. We actually we have a big squad of players. So uh, it's just that you'll see a defined split when the first round of the senior starts again. Galway, there'll be um, you know there'll be a number of debutants on the Clare senior team, and that'll you know when the squad is announced for Sunday, we brought in a lot of young talented players again um, who will come in initially on the intermediate squad with a view to development to play a senior. And uh, we'd, we'd be quite confident. We're very happy with the group we've assembled that, um, you know, we can make real progress this year and, and really contest both championships. I'd imagine for younger players that are coming into the, the intermediate squad like that, they're looking at a, nearly a twofold motivation that one, they kind of saw what the success of last year would have brought and, and they're hearing about that. But two, then they're saying, well, I'm getting to start at, at a level above that again and really test myself. That's it. Ultimately, everybody coming in, the, the ambition is to play senior for player. And when you can play at the intermediate level, um, you're going to see, you know, pretty quickly what's what it's all about becoming an intercounty player. And it's a great uh, level to develop at. You know, you're coming in, getting to blood yourself at intermediate level, and if you excel at that level, the step isn't going to be as huge from intermediate to senior as it is from junior to senior. So it's it's all positive. That's the the league starting on Sunday, and uh, of course we'll be keeping an eye on that as well. But also this week, John, we had the draws for uh, both championships. If I can get your thoughts on that, firstly from an intermediate point of view, you're you're in Group One, Offaly, Westmeath, Wexford, Galway, and Cork inside there. So you talk about a baptism of fire. It is, but in fairness, there's three teams to come out, Derek. So I think you you look at um, you know, you look at Galway and Cork, and um. I think, you know, we, we'll, we'll see. We'll know more leaving Wexford on Saturday evening how we are fixed when we shape up again Wexford. But uh, I think we'd be on a par with Wexford personally. Um, Offaly, um, Offaly are kind of, you know, they're after dropping down from senior. They're in a period of transition. You know, I, I, I think that's a game. 
you know, I, I definitely think we, we can have a, a cut-off, to, you know, the, as I said, the three to qualify. So I think we'll be in the mix for that third place in the Intermediate Championship, and um, that's what we'll be aiming for. Yeah, we'll talk about that obviously much closer to the time. And the senior draw then, just for people that may not have heard, uh, in Group 2 with Cork, Galway, Down, Wexford again, will be fairly used to them before the year is out, and uh, Dublin. And I suppose similar common supply, John, like, I mean, you know, obviously there's a, a big name that'll have to be scalped, I suppose, if you're going to make massive progression on it, like, but everyone else, you'll be looking them up and saying, yeah, yeah, we can have that. Well, funny enough, you know, the the, the aim, the, the, the primary aim of the entire group, the goal, the goal, the group this year is to get to the All-Ireland quarterfinal. And I, I think the draw gives us an opportunity. I think equally Wexford and Dublin will see the same opportunity. Traditionally, there has been a buck of a ball between those three teams. Um, so we'll be we'll be in with a fighting chance at that third qualifying spot for a place in Croke Park. And maybe a shot at Tipperary or Wexford or, or Waterford, you know, in an All Ireland quarter final, and you know, we wouldn't be daunted by that task. Uh, I think it's doable. Um, I think, you know, we're building a young, fresh, um, hungry senior team, and and hopefully it comes together for us, and and we can have a real cut at the All Ireland series. It's just amazing. Just thinking back there to what you said about the five and a half months, and it's kind of nearly coming towards the conclusion of it. Like, is it nearly hard to manage that in your head then, and to not get caught up in looking too far ahead to just take maybe a, a five or six day approach at a time well you know I, I guess we've taken an approach this year uh, particularly with the turnaround in players and, and, and trying to I suppose uh, you know create uh, you know a new blend in the senior particularly at senior level that we're just using the league for development of players and, and like we're in division one of the senior league there's no better place to develop players to get ready for senior championship later on so um I suppose we have one eye on that. That, that the, month, the end of May, June is, is when we need to peak, and and that's what, that's what we'll be aiming for. Um, it's exciting, uh, you know, young players coming in. They, they, you know, they're eager to wear the Clare senior jersey, and um, you know, there's an excitement about that. There'll be a learning curve, um, big step up from junior to senior, as I said already. But certainly in terms of, um, you know, uh, I suppose these girls have won in Croke Park. They're ambitious and uh, they're not afraid of the work that needs to be done to play at that level and, and we're looking forward to working with them and getting them ready to, uh, you know along with a cohort of really uh, experienced senior players uh, to get get ready for that test that's ahead Claire Camogie boss John Carmody there that one has a 2 o'clock start in Inescarthy on Saturday Claire of course as well playing their second game of the 2024 National Ladies Football League on Sunday Sligo coming to the AstroTurf in Clare Castle the planner will be hoping to build on their positive start last weekend when they registered that 1-7 to 1 point win over Wexford in horrendous conditions down in Inescarthy their clash with Sligo set for a 12 o'clock start in Clare Castle on Sunday we'll have updates from that one across the afternoon back shortly here on Sideline View Soccer is our focus here now next on Sideline View where it's uh, quite a busy weekend across both Saturday and Sunday to tell us all about it is Jim Madden. Jim. Uh, good afternoon, Derek. Uh, yes, indeed. On Saturday, we start off with an FAI Under-17 Cup fourth round game, Bridge United at home to Mallow Town. Now, Bridge United, we've spoken about them before. They're very strong at youth level. They have two teams. And uh, I think that they are very capable of advancing. Though Mallow will be a tough side, uh, but you'd imagine that Bridge Celtic or Bridge United sorry, should advance to the next round there. In the Munster Junior Shield, then we have a fifth round game in the evening. Capamore Celtic are playing Fairgreen Celtic. Now this game has been fixed by the Munster Football Association for the regional United AstroTurf pitch. Kickoff there is 7pm. 
and the winners of that will play Manus. Now, that should be a tight enough game, but I think uh, Fair Green have enough to see off Capamore, who are also playing very well in the Limerick First Division. Uh, but Fair Green are uh, unbeaten, really, this season so far. So that should be a cracking game of football. Uh, 7 o'clock, and hopefully we'll have a nice evening in there without too much wind or anything like that, which is very difficult on an AstroTurf. Then on Sunday, Derek, we have four games in the Premier League. The big game of the day, I suppose, there, um, if I can say that, is Bridge United at home to Newmarket Celtic. Now, this will be an extremely competitive game, in my opinion, as there isn't any great love lost. They are very competitive sides, and Newmarket will be hoping to maintain their unbeaten run, while the Bridge United will be trying to make sure that they don't lose at home to Newmarket. Uh, there's a lot of bragging rights at stake here. Um, you know, Market aren't playing particularly well at the moment, but they are winning. Uh, they beat the uh, uh, Shannon Town last Sunday in dreadful weather conditions by three goals to one. They weathered a fairly serious um, storm, I was going to say, from uh, Shannon Town, but it was stormy weather as well. Uh, but I suppose that's one of the great things about t teams. You may not be playing well, but you are getting the results and uh, they will be very keen to do the same in the bridge to on Sunday. Then Tully United, who are just off the bottom of the table, are at home to Kilkishan. That's a real local derby there, uh, Derek, and there is no doubt that both sides will be going at it. That game is on at 11 o'clock in Tulla. I give a slight nod to Tulla to win this then you have Cool FC at home to Kilrush. That's at two o'clock in the afternoon. Now, both sides there need the points. And uh, I think that Kilrush might be just that better side than Cool. And I'd imagine that there's a very good chance that they could pick up their first win of the season there. Shannon Town then are at home to Lifford. This will be another very competitive game in Shannon at 2 p.m., Derek. Uh, both teams are playing quite well, though Lifford blew a lot of chances against Newmarket. They won't do the same again, and Shannon Town are proving to be quite hard to beat. So I think that could game could be a draw there, Derek. Can we just we'll, uh, maybe touch on the other divisions in just a moment, but just to go back to that game you spoke about, when you look at the table here, Avenue top on 23 points, but then you have Shannon Town second on 17 because of their goal difference, Lifford on 17 as well with a game in hand uh, on them. So I mean, that one in terms of who keeps pressure at the top and maybe another team for Newmarket to worry about, it, it'll certainly be a, a massive game in shaping who might be continuing the chasing. Uh, yes, indeed. There is no doubt there's a hell of a lot of football still to be played in the Premier League. Now, while Avenue have uh, played uh, more games than most and are top of the table um, and they're away next Sunday in the Munster Junior Cup quarter-final, if I'm right. Um, so the, the teams will have another chance there next Sunday to close the gaps as well. Uh, now, Marcus really, I suppose, though, have to keep winning, don't they? And so do Shannon Town, I suppose, to Antlifford to that extent. But uh, you'd imagine that Newmarket, who are uh, the league holders, will be very anxious not to drop points and to be there in contention when the trophies and spoils are handed out. Certainly. Then the first division as well, the top of the table there, nice and tidy as well. Inch Crusaders top on 18. Shannon Olympic and Ryan Rovers behind them on 16. Uh, Shannon Olympic just in front because of their score difference. Uh, big game there for them. Shannon Olympic at home to Newmarket Celtic B on Sunday. 
Uh, it is indeed. Uh, I mean, there's no doubt that Olympic have improved a hell of a lot from last season um, and they have increased the size of their squad as well. No market B are always very, very hard to beat and um, they're, they both sides would know one another very well indeed. Uh, Olympic haven't had a game for a week or two and I think that uh, that will take a little bit of time. The pitch in Olympic should be quite heavy uh, so that won't help it. The, the kind of football that they like to play but I'd imagine they should be good enough to pick up the points and keep the pressure on at the top end of the table uh, from Newmarket Celtic. Uh, Sporting and Diamond then are at home to Shannon Town B. There are both sides there having a difficult enough time Derek but maybe home advantage could swing it for Sporting there. Mount Shannon who are bottom of the table are at home to Bunratty. Um, Mount Shannon, it's hard to know what they need to rebuild and probably are doing a lot of that, working hard at underage level, but Bunratty would appear to hold the edge in that and win that. And then there's another a big game, then Ennis Dons versus Ryan Rovers. Little to choose between the two of these. Uh, Ennis Dons love to play good football, move the ball around, and I think that uh, they should have a bit of an edge over Ryan Rovers there. And of course, when we look at the second division, the team that are flying in that uh, have their eye on that uh, provincial action this weekend. Of course, as we mentioned, Capamore Celtic versus Fairgreen Celtic. Uh, a seven o'clock start down on Saturday evening at the Regional United Astro. Um, and we know, of course, it could be an all-clear game in the next round here. So that that's one as well that, you know, if people are, are around, regional is only in the road of a Saturday evening. That should be a good game. It should be a good game, and there's no doubt that uh, on the Astrotuff and Fair Green will be well used to playing on Astrotuff because they played their home games at Lees Road. Uh, Capamore for Celtic, for their part, wouldn't maybe be as familiar with that. But Capamore are quite a decent club. They've put a lot of effort into building uh, down there, building the club, and at underage level, they're quite strong. But I do fancy Fair Green Celtic to advance to that because remember, they have this great opportunity of if they win that to be playing. Maddest Celtic in the next round of that monster shield. Yeah, and of course it's the two of them as well that's kind of battling it out for that second division title Fair Green uh, top with 20 points but man is six points off with two games in hand so that's going to be very interesting and just a final word then Jim on the uh, Brownies Barbershop third division because I think for the first week in, in a while uh, Callan United are in action and uh, should they get the victory against uh, Shannon Town C it will put them back up to the top of the table so that's getting interesting as well just uh, two points separating the top three there uh, yes, indeed, and there's no doubt that uh, Callan have been a ray of sunshine. I suppose you could say in the third division, they're new to the to the league, played their games there in North Clare. Um, I'm told I haven't seen them, Derek, unfortunately, but they are playing a nice brand of football there. Shannon Town C would be quite a young side, and uh, um, Callan would appear to have a little bit more experience. So I'd imagine Callan will take three points there. The other game in that then has Hermitage against Tullaby at half one. Uh, Hermitage may be struggling a little bit. Tulla would appear to be to be a better side uh, if the A team didn't want too many of their players. So a very interesting time in Clare soccer indeed, Derek, and a lot more good matches to come over the next few weeks. And a big evening as well, Jim, on Monday, the Clare Cup draw, we understand, to be made. 
yes, indeed. I don't know too much about that at the minute, but uh, yes, that will be the first round draw, and uh, there will be some preliminary games there. That's when all the clubs are in the hat together. Um, I don't think they'll do any seeding. I haven't heard anything about that. Uh, it might have been better in some ways because some of the teams do get fairly heavy defeats and that. But it's an exciting time, and the cup football always throws up a couple of surprises. I'm sure don't we all love the cup anyway, Derek? We certainly do, and we'll pick through them fixtures next week on the show and look ahead to that big game as well for Avenue. But for now, Jim Madden, thanks for that. Uh, thanks, Derek. Time now for Greyhound Focus with Alan Troy. Claire FM's Greyhound Updates in association with Greyhound Racing Ireland because this runs deep. Good evening and welcome to this week's Greyhound Focus. Commencing with the racing from Galway Greyhound Stadium on Saturday last, Uriel's Ark recorded her first career win for Frank Sheehan from Innes in a winning time of 29.75. She is a daughter of Burgess Bucks and Croker's Wish and is trained by Stephen Murray from Six Mile Bridge. The chief contest on the card was a graded A3 contest and the honours went to Burn Park Leila in a very smart run of 29-29. This was a seventh career win for this progressive daughter of Nguyen Taylor and Burn Park Leanne and she is owned by young Michael Brown from Kilmahill. There was success for John Brown from Ballier with Rat Meehan Breda who recorded a first career win in 30-44 in an A8 contest. Breda is a homebred daughter of Droopy Sydney and Rat Meehan Ruby. The outcome of the novice sprint was never in doubt from the opening bend as Captana impressed for young Queveen Carey from Liscanor with an 18-32 victory over the 325 yards trip. Captana is a son of Pestana and Bling Bling Tess. And now to the action from Limerick Greyhound Stadium. The first race on Saturday night last went to Peg Lenehan from Newmarket and Fergus with Slahini 80. A son of Ballymac Kingdom and Droopy's Pies, he stopped the clock in 29.29 for career win number two in, in an A3 contest. Yesterday afternoon's card had 13 races on offer and six of them came the way of the banner. In race three, Asian 10 recorded a second career success for Ross Kinney from Innes. A son of Grangeview 10 and Blastoff, Roisin, he stopped the clock in 29.65. Innes Lasky chair landed the spiles in the fifth race for Mary Crotty from O'Brien's Bridge with a winning time of 29.64. This was career win number four for this daughter of Maliki and Firehide Sher. The Timothy Keane from Shannon owned Gandolfini held on to claim the honours in an A4 contest in 29.39. Trained by Tullas Doney Duggan, a son of Carba from Inion Carba Twister, this was career win number three. And Martin Kennedy from Killaloo was in the winner's enclosure with Gort Glass Dream, who won in 29.86. This was um, a second career success for this daughter of Magical Bale and Or Mary's Dream. And the market on Ferguson's Mile Cummins recorded a double with Kennel Companions, Two Pints and Snuggy Binny. Two Pints, who is owned by the Guzzling Pints Syndicate from Quinn, got back to winning ways with a 29-49 effort. And this was career win number nine for this son of Paddy's Magic and Miles's Girl. And Snuggy Binny completed a double in the finale of the evening. When Snuggy Binney, who is owned by Breda Casey, he made no mistake in 29.43 and this was a first career success for this son of Ballymac Cashout and Slaney Side Goldie. 
that's all for this week folks and tune in for next week as i will be bringing you all the news on our clear own greyhounds that collected a golden ticket to participate at the annual national course meeting in powerstown park clonmel slán agus bannacht Alan, thanks for that, yeah. And we look forward to chatting to some of those who are heading to Clanmel on the show next week. So do tune in for that. That's where we have to leave it for this evening. Loads to come over the next couple of days and we'll keep you up to date with all of it here on Clear FM. The West Wind is next. Enjoy the rest of your Friday night.